0: Child, it's tough to meet your mom. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening and happy Mother's Day to all you uh, fabulous mothers out there and even if you're not a mother, happy Mother's Day to you and hope you all have a good day. It's, uh, it's a mixed bag out there for sure. From one end of the city to the other, I know I was coming from the far south. I had a little bit of snow on this morning, and then it cleared up a little bit, and uh, coming north and uh, definitely got a little heavier sort of by the Rocky View Hospital. So it just makes you realize how big of a city we do have. And uh, we definitely have different we- weather patterns <laughs> throughout the whole city. So um, no matter where when And we're not below zero, so um, which is good for all the trees and shrubs that are all starting to leaf out and everything. So, But still a little tender for your uh, a lot of your bedding plants. So still, I uh, wouldn't be putting them out quite yet except for pansies, petunias, snapdragons, cabbage, things like that. You can seed your garden um, for the most part now already, and so there's less stuff you can definitely do out there. So, um, yeah, so hopefully um, get out, and uh, it's a good day if you are looking to maybe go to a garden center. Typically these days are a little less uh, less traffic, so it won't be as busy, so it's a good day to get out, and uh, if you're looking to get some plants, I know we got a lot of people through yesterday, and everybody's been very, very good on the physical distancing in our store. I know we're limiting people. We have uh, door balancers at each end of the of the store to to limit the people going in and out, and everybody's been good um, and understanding. And we're fairly fortunate that we have a we have a big lot. We we sit on ten acres, so we're able to once you're out in the tree lot, it's it's very easy. We can spread everybody out uh, 15, 20 feet apart quite easily. So it's kind of nice that way. And we're getting fully stocked. We've had a few trucks in already. And uh, I've had to do my... It's kind of funny how it sticks in my head, and I probably told the story last year. Um, I just remember as a kid watching, watching the news when Florida would get these late seasoned frost on the oranges and the farmers down there would use the sprinklers just to knock the frost off. They put a little coating on. So, and, uh, so that 's what I do every every hour on the hour. I have my sprinklers go off for just ten, fifteen minutes, just enough to knock the frost off every hour, and that way you don 't get any foliage damage on your on your trees and shrubs and and things like that it 's a little harder to do at home for some people, but it didn 't get cold enough for the stuff. I just some of the stuff we brought from our nurseries a little bit further along than the stuff here in Calgary, so I just use that method and uh, I just attribute that to the, the Florida orange growers that uh, taught me some and actually paid attention. So, anyways, all good. I'm going to go to the phone lines. They are full already, but uh, I keep trying. If uh, And I got Joanna Chudy. Happy Mother's Day to Joanna. She's on the other line, and she's uh, she's uh, doing all the texting again for us today. So, uh, happy Mother's Day to Joanna, and thank you for uh, for doing that for me. It uh, makes it a lot easier when we get busy at this time of year. It's uh, it's very, I'm very grateful. I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to go to Helen. Good morning, Helen. Good morning. Happy mother's day.
1: Thank you very much.
0: You're welcome.
2: Um, I have ants that are in my lawn and on my interlocking bricks. Yeah. And on the ones in the lawn, I use something called pyro dust. Pyro. And, it, and it takes about two to three weeks. as so it's, it's dust. To actually finally get rid of them. Mm-hmm. But on the interlocking bricks, I use the same product, and they will not go away.
0: Yeah, because they're just traveling through there, and they go down into their nest is is further away. Okay. So it's trying to find where they're at, and that's sort of where that diatomaceous earth works quite well, and it's sort of the main product in the ant out.
2: Okay.
0: Um. Some people have had good success also with... Um, we have one of these, it's called the kills all it's a spray
3: Yeah,
0: and you can spray it in the cracks or pure spray green, just give it a good soil drench over the whole, over your brick patio area where they are and just give it a really good, slow soaking in and it gets in there and and they've had good luck with that as well.
2: Oh, okay. Is there anything that I could use on my lawn that would be more effective than this?
0: That I use. Yeah, the, the ant out works pretty good, or like I was saying, that kills all if, if you find where that ant hill is, and uh, and just make it more uncomfortable for them, like add maybe water a little extra there for a while, mowing over top of them, that definitely gets them out of there because it's uncomfortable. Okay. Give them a good soil drench with the uh, pure spray green, because yeah. then you won't burn your grass or anything like that.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, and even days like this are actually good for that, because it won't, there's no sun reflection in that, and then you just soak, give it a good soil drench, mix it into a pail, and then um, to the ratio, and then just pour it through.
2: Oh, okay. I'll give that a try. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much.
0: You're welcome. Okay, bye-bye. bye-bye. And going to go to leslie good morning leslie
2: hi meryl um i I was wondering i i'm having trouble with water coming into my garage it's a detached garage and when you do landscaping on a new project can you put um flower beds on top of weeping tiles
0: yeah, you can, but it's more important that you gotta make sure that you have the slope away from those. So typically what we do we try to work always with a two percent slope away from buildings and stuff. Okay. So and you always do that with um like a road crush or, or a compacted clay or something like that. You gotta create your sub base first before you put any soil on top.
2: Okay, because um, like I right now I have um uh, graduated um, cedar boxes with no bottoms on it Yep. and one contractor said that he would build them back up for me and another one said that i shouldn't have any flower beds there whatsoever
0: no it's fine as long as you have the right subgrade underneath and and drainage um it's totally fine like that's sometimes some of the best spots to garden because you got the nice heat off the house it's as long as your subgrades and your and and all that is working properly
2: I was just so so basically if I need weeping tile and I need to have my my um, flower beds
0: replaced um yeah more importantly than than weeping tile per se um is just making sure that the grade slopes away from the house and then you can build your beds on top of that like cuz when the water goes through your flower bed and then it hits the subgrade yes. and then it'll shed off from there You just got to make sure that that is is that that sloping away from the house.
2: Okay. Thank you very much.
0: You're welcome. I hope that helps.
2: It does a bit. Okay. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye. All right. And someone from Edison Hat. I don't know what Merle's talking about down here at the windmill in medicine (laughs) hat. We're getting ready for our busiest day. Yeah, no, it's uh, definitely yesterday was a very, very busy day for early May. Um, But again, it's sometimes kind of nice to get these mixed in days right now with everything that's going on just to get, um, just keep everyone calm down. We're still quite early in the season. If it was plus 20, I think we'd be all going crazy. And I think it's this, this kind of, it I kind of slows us all down a bit, just kind of okay. Just gives us a little bit better pace, I, I like to think, anyways. And I do have a couple spots on the phone lines, if you'd like to join me, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. I'm just going to go to Craig. Good morning, Craig. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? Um...
4: I ripped up a section of lawn and I'm turning it into a flower bed. Should I just use topsoil or could I, should I get a garden mix
0: or something? Yeah, well, you're just you're growing flowers mainly, or perennials yeah. or shrubs. Perennials. Perennials. I'm um, just a good garden loam is fine, like that, or a garden mix is is good. It's just if you're getting into more of the veggies and you want to change it all the time. But if you're doing perennials, like just a good garden loam is perfect. Okay, and I got some sea soil from you. Just mix some of that in. Absolutely. All right, great. Yeah, Thank you'll you. be set. All right, Thank thanks, you. Greg. Okay. Enjoy. Bye Bye-bye. bye. Bye. All right, I'm going to go to Joyce. Good morning, Joyce.
5: Good morning.
0: How can I help you?
5: I'm wondering, was I right to
6: think that you said I could put my lawn fertilizer on the garden?
0: Absolutely.
6: Okay, so I haven't lost it completely. Yeah. Oh. It no,
0: it right nice. now is perfect. If you had it down before this moisture, it uh, it's great.
5: No, I haven't got it down yet, but I'll get it there.
0: Yeah, it's uh, because you get this little bit of moisture. It'll help uh, dissolving a little bit, and uh, you're set. Yeah,
6: so it'll really grow this year then, maybe.
0: Absolutely. I think it's my last year. Anyhow,
6: happy Mother's Day, everybody. Happy Mother's
0: Day to you as well, Joyce, and and, and, uh, stay safe and stay warm. (laughs) Oh,
6: yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. I night,
0: Mary. I will. I think she's just cold in here, so. Oh,
6: good. I haven't heard her for a while.
0: All right. Take care. (laughs) Bye-bye. All right. I think I'm going to go put her on hold there, and I'll take her right now before the break. And as soon as, uh, there we go. I'll put, bring Mary up right away. We won't make her wait on a Mother's Day. Good morning, Mary. <laughs> how are you?
5: I was in there and spent my spent my inheritance a bad place to go.
0: <laughs>
5: too much, too much stuff. And then I had to come home and plan it all. Uh,
0: how Did you get it all on this the ground one already? And or? That
5: one and, yeah, I got it done. Sure.
0: Nice. Yeah,
5: and the sun is shining right now. And it's happy Corovid-Rovid Day. Corovid-Rovid <laughs> Day. Is, I, it, is, I mean, is it, did I, it, honestly? I've, inve- I've invented a new dance. Oh, yeah? I told you, your your uh, cashier. Nice. Yes, it's called the Corovid-Rovid Dance. You pick up your cat and you dance on your deck and your cat doesn't squeeze you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there you go.
3: Anyway, Happy, happy
0: Happy Mother's, Mother's Day, Day to, to you, to Mary. Carolyn. Thank yeah. you so much.
5: Okay, my dear. Take yeah, care, Mary. I do a good job.
0: Yeah, you know, she does. <laughs> Too much. All right.
5: Too much temptation that spruced it up.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye. <Goodbye. laughs> Thanks, Mary. Bye-bye. Take care. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. All right. And I might as well take a break right now. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. <laughs> That's Stock gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's Trusted Garden Center, open daily, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Spruce It Up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And right now, we are going to go to the phone line. I'm going to chat with Nancy Spence, and she has a program going on. She's working with her daughter, trying to bring flowers uh, to your house, right from local garden centers, including Spruce It Up. Good morning, Nancy.
7: Good morning, Merle. How are you?
0: Good, good. Happy Mother's Day to you.
7: Thanks so much. Happy Mother's Day to Carolyn. I Thank hope you's... she's being pampered at home.
0: Of course, of course. The kids, <laughs> I'm sure, are up and making her breakfast. <laughs> good
7: stuff. They better
0: be. No kidding. Um, so, you guys, uh, you and your daughter, and came up with. Uh, I, I think it's a brilliant idea, and I, I love the name of it. So, maybe you fill us in what you got going on.
7: You bet. So it's an idea uh, called Flower Box, YYC, and the idea is we bring uh, annual plants to people that can't get out to the garden center during COVID. Um, it's, uh, it reduces your choice, but you get them delivered right to your door, so you can still plant uh, a little garden.
0: That's nice. I know we did our first order, you and I and and Russ and your daughter, we, wa- we wandered through the garden center. We picked out the first... Uh, dozen orders or so, and yeah. uh, got them set out. And they get quite a nice little variety and brought right to their house. I love it.
7: They get a very robust offering, and if they're going to plant a container garden, they get their fillers, chillers, spillers, thrillers, all that. <laughs> and uh, they also get a bag of dirt, and they get a bag of fertilizer, and so they're good to go.
0: Yeah, that's uh, and it's quite nice, um, so So the varieties you're doing... Um, just remind me, I know there was a herb one, and then what were the other ones you were doing?
7: We do an, uh, a flat of herbs, a flat of veggies, a sun-loving, and a shade-loving.
0: Nice. And yeah. uh, and I love the name, the flower box, and your logo's fabulous. So I, I think you he, he might have some legs on this thing, So and yeah. I'm very happy to, to work with you on it. And like I said, I, I think it's a, it's a great niche. I know we've had to... We had to make the choice either to do online or open our physical store. I'm just not set up to have an Amazon warehouse. And it's just so overwhelming because you, once you go online, it's it's so hard to fulfill both. So we've chosen to do our store. And, uh, and so when you brought this idea to me, and, and so I thought this is a great way that we could still get some plants online to our customers as well.
7: 100%. You know, it's, it's not for everybody. It's a very small segment of the market. Most gardeners, as you know, still want choice. Yep. Uh, we had a lady call yesterday and she's in a wheelchair that yep. she loves to garden. And so we're bringing her three flower boxes, and uh, she and her husband are going to have some beautiful, colorful plants this year. Awesome. And so that's... Uh, she, And she understands that while well, she won't get to pick her own flowers this year, she's still going to get something beautiful.
0: But she has Nancy picking them, and, you know... She's got
7: me running around <laughs> for her and my
0: daughter.
3: Maybe so,
7: Russ...
0: Yeah. We found out that Russ, Russ is quite. The, We're going
7: to have to bring in uh, all the all hands on deck.
0: Yeah, I, I noticed Russ is quite the herbologist over there. When we let him go in the herb section,
7: he, he fancies himself to
0: do that. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, no, he, he did quite a did quite a nice job. He came back yeah. with a a great uh, great selection of herbs. That and...
7: horticulture school paid off, that, I think.
0: <laughs> Finally, eh? <laughs> no, that's awesome. So, and maybe just give us a little rundown on. Uh, what, what, the, what the website is and, and maybe the cost and sort of yeah. what kind of time frame can people expect because I know that's always the hard thing with online and that's uh, we ran into that a bit so
7: well especially when you live in a city where it snows on Mother's Day right <laughs> so <laughs> Um, basically, we have four assortments to choose from: a sun loving, a shade loving, an urban, a veggie, and you can place your order online at www.flowerboxyyc.ca and make your choice you can pay by credit card or e-transfer at this point we're delivering twice a week we may ramp it up as the weather breaks because we'll have a spike in demand i'm sure uh into the next week and once the weather gets a bit nicer but if you place your order by wednesday you'll get it by sunday and if you place your order by sunday you'll get it by the following wednesday
0: awesome no and i i think it's a it's a great uh it's a great offering and uh and you get to, and i know you and your family are picking them out hand picking them yourselves so you you you're picking nice plants too like i i know walking through with you you're you're very similar to me I and mean, so you want it has to look has to meet the criteria so yep so which is yeah, great. Right?
7: my daughter's got a real flair for it i have to say
0: absolutely um,
7: she she uh, must get a bit of that from her dad but the other thing is we're you know we're supporting independent garden centers which is really important to note and uh, the quality is consistent so anything coming from from you guys we know is going to be good
0: awesome all right and then one more time that's at
7: www. Dot CA Perfect. and just uh, one more note is this is just a Calgary model at this point um, so we deliver within the city limits of Calgary
0: yeah so you're you're not going to Okotoke or Cochrane or anything like that nope. for now No nope. okay awesome well great job and uh, and that's uh, that's from the, from the Spence family and to love with you guys <laughs> with all the flowers from the from the flower box YYC.CA.
7: Thanks so much,
0: Merle. All right, thanks Nancy and have good job day. you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, I know it's uh she's she, they've done a great job and the the logo looks phenomenal and it's a it's a great cause and uh I know her, her daughter was coming back from um university and looking for something and they came up with that idea. So, good on them. Right now, I might have time one quick one. I'll go to Henry. Good morning, Henry. Hi. How you doing?
8: Not too bad.
0: How can I help you? out?
8: I'm wondering, uh, can you uh, There's a drought resistant grass around, is it?
0: Yep, yeah, we have a uh, it's a it's a mix of fescues. It's called Ecolon. Ecolon? Eco uh, E C O long. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a blend of five or seven different fescues and uh it gives you those deep deep roots. And so that way, once it gets germinated and established, it's very drought-resistant.
8: And uh, also, I'd like to put a bunch of topsoil on top of my existing lawn.
0: Yep. Yeah, you can do that. Do you just want to go about an inch or two thick? And that's uh, that should be good like that. And uh, where do I get... Well, you can either... You can order a bulk or... Or a big yellow bag, you can order those up. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of different... Are you looking for just how much area do you got?
3: Oh, uh,
0: the, the whole front lawn. Yeah. Yeah, so you might need like uh, three or four yards so you can order it in bulk from us or, or a big yellow bag. You could order a couple of those as well. All righty.
3: Okay, thank you.
0: Thanks, Henry. Take care. Bye bye. All right. <laughs> I got to take a break here. Listen to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. I've got a cool mother, and- Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And again, happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. And I'm going to go to the phone lines and I'm going to chat with Brenda. Good morning, Brenda. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. And how can I help you?
9: Well, we have, um, I bought many years ago, about 30 years ago, a cedar shrub. Yep. And it's planted on the south facing side of my house, but it has gotten so overgrown, but I'm not sure when and how to trim it back.
0: How much are you thinking that you want to take it back?
9: Well, you know, probably a foot at least. Like it's about five feet. T- like it's kind of like a big circle. It's about five feet tall and five feet wide and five yeah. feet deep.
0: Yeah, you just don't want to dig too deep into the cedar because you'll end up with a big bare patch, okay. and it h- takes hard to fill in. So, if it if you can manage it at a height just where you where you want it, that's. If you, if you just want to take that initial thing off the top and it'll fill up, but just try not to let it go back up. Like, it just has to create, like, an annual trimming that you do every year to keep it at a certain height that you want to keep it. Because when you have to dig in, you know what I mean, then you end up digging in, then there's no branches on the inside of the cedar. Yeah. And it'll end up looking kind of not great for you. So. Yeah. So
9: what I... I, because I heard they're kind of hard, like they're they're easy to kill. Can I like it's four inches? Like if the height's fine, but it's more
0: the depth. Yeah, just yeah, just, four just, inches, five inches. Yeah, you, you could take three or four inches off. Just just take a little bit at first, sort of thing, because yeah. it's hard for it to grow back. So just get some nice either hedge trimmers, or if you if you don't feel comfortable, like our, guys like our pruning up would be more than happy to do stuff like that as well. Okay. But if you have a good sharp hedge trimmer, just just trim in there, and and uh, you should be good to go.
1: Okay, this, and this this time of year okay to Right do that? now is
0: when you want to do it.
1: Oh, perfect. Okay.
0: Yeah, cuz you don't want to have to deal with more growth, right? Yeah. So. Oh,
1: good. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay. Good luck, Brenda. Bye-bye. Thank Bye-bye.
0: you. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to go to Dorothy. Good morning, Dorothy. Oh, good morning. Happy Mother's Day to you. Oh,
10: thank you.
0: How can I help you?
10: Um, I'm looking for a shade plant to go
0: at the back of the flower bed. Okay. I know you've given them before, but I didn't get a chance. Yeah, no, and shade gardening is one of my favorite spots. So some of the things that work really well that are taller, um, one of the shrubs that I really like using is the Annabelle hydrangea.
7: Annabelle,
0: Yeah, And that will die back to the ground every year. It's sort of like a herbaceous perennial. It goes right down to the ground and then comes up from the ground every year. okay. Um, that one works great because you get those big white plumes on them, big white blooms, um, sort of the size of a like a cantaloupe sort of size bloom. So oh, they're wow. really quite nice. Pure white, so in the shade they kind of glow. They look really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, another one in the shade is Ligularia. Oh, uh, I A-R-I-A. Yep, and those are really, really nice. They get the nice big yellow rocket blooms on them. Um, And and most of the ferns will do quite well. Bruneria is another one. It goes in front of those ones I just told you about. Oh, yeah. And then there's some really nice big hostas as well that you could use too. So if you sort of mix those in, those three or four, and you end up with a gorgeous-looking shade garden. Oh,
10: that's great. All righty. Thank you so
0: much. All right. Thanks, Dorothy, and happy Mother's Day again. Take care. Okay.
10: Thank
0: you. Bye-bye. 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 All right. If you'd like to join me, I have a couple spots on the phone line, 403-974-8255 or at a town, 1-800-563-7770. I'm going to go to Al. Good morning, Al. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good, good. Merle, I got a question about Roundup. All right.
4: Does it lose its potency? Um, I've got a a container that I've had for three or four years of concentrate. Yep. And I mixed it up with water. Yep. And sprayed it on my wildflower garden where there's a bunch of weeds just starting to come through. Yeah. And it did nothing.
0: Yeah, we need a little bit more heat. The Roundup works better when you're sort of over the 15 degrees, 15 to 20 degrees Celsius. Oh, okay. It tends to work a lot better during that. So it's probably soaked it up. And it should work if we if when we get a bit more, but when we get a little bit more consistent warm weather, and when they're actively growing, it helps a bit more too, like when they just really get going all that new growth, and then it sucks it in and uh and that that will definitely do them in most time the as long as it hasn't froze a whole bunch the roundup is usually pretty good if you've kept it uh if you've kept it in just in a cool place and it hasn't frozen a whole bunch of times, you should be fine. okay, all right, just need a bit more heat good. Thank All right. you. Thanks, Al. Take care, Bye-bye. Bud. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to go to Ryan. Good morning, Ryan.
6: Hey, how's it going?
0: Good, good. How can I help you? Uh,
6: so I'm just trying to educate and um, kind of help my wife take care of the Legacy Garden. So we're across the way from you guys. And, yep. Um, I guess we've got 50-some boxes, and the ones that we're in charge of definitely need some tender, loving care, and I'm trying to figure out the... Soil was most likely ground soil um, that the developer just trucked in and dumped in
0: these boxes. Yeah, they. Um, I know. I th- I'm pretty sure it was a screened loam, if I remember correctly, because I remember hearing okay. some of that stuff. So it was just a, a raw screened loam. So really what you want to mix in there is either like a good potting soil... Um, yeah,
6: like, I was looking online at um, all of the Eagle Lake bags and was trying to figure out to fill or to top up about eight of our plots if I should go with a compost or if I should put on a new dressing of, like, the, one of the blends uh, or... Yeah, their,
0: their veggie blend works really well for that as well. Um, okay. Yeah, you could definitely get one of those and, and, and spread that over, over the gardens for sure. Um, also, like sea soil would work good in the bags. Um, so there's a few different things because you're just dealing with raw, raw soil, right? So you got to just add some nutrients to it, and uh, and that should definitely help out. I would stay away from the heavy um manures and stuff like that. Oh, okay, yeah, I would stick, I would go more organic material, and that's like either ones with the big yellow bag, their veggie mix. Or go to like our potting soil, or the cocoa coco moss, like the coconut one. Um, yeah,
6: I was reading online, so I've seen a bunch. But I'll say, like that veggie blend sounds like that the nature one that they have, yeah. but just with extras. So for the price difference, is it better to get a pre-blended one, or well, they get it the makes it a lot.
0: Blend it, it makes it a lot easier. In. So. Yeah, you, can, you could add either one of them as an amendment because it's mainly going to be on top, right? And then just mix it in the top six, eight inches, and that's okay, typically yeah. where they're going to be growing, and then the existing loam becomes your base.
6: Yeah, because I think the boxes they said are about 18
0: inches deep. So, yeah, yep. um, so that should be okay. fine. Awesome. All Yep, thank you. All right, thanks, Ryan. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. right. And I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Mother, can you carry
3: me?
0: Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coons, and I have Joanna Chudia on the text line. So if you send us any text, Joanna will be uh, responding to you all the way from... Uh, Mindapur in southwest Calgary. Hopefully it's not snowing. Looking out the window, it doesn't look like it's let up um, for the most part. So there we go. I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Les. Good morning, Les. Good morning. How can I help you? Uh, I have a question.
11: I planted a couple of pear trees last year. Yep. And they're just starting to get the blossoms are just coming out a little. They're a little bit white. Yep. And I'm wondering, uh, I've been watching the frost and that kind of thing, and I'm wondering, and actually I have covered them the last couple of nights, but I'm guessing I probably didn't have to, but because uh, it didn't freeze the one night. And then uh, I live in Riverbend.
0: Yeah, actually, that's uh, almost like it's kind of neat in Riverbend. Whenever I go do a landscape consult or something in there, it's almost like a little microclimate in there. I'm always amazed at how well the plants do in that area. Like it's... Uh, It seems to be just a spot for healthy healthy, uh, plants.
11: Right. So I'm wondering about how careful I have to be about having them freeze because I'm reading that...
0: They can't tolerate a lot of frost. Well, the, yeah, any of the any of our fruiting plants when we get the early blooms coming out, and you're and you're right, the pears are one of the earlier ones that come out. I see them around town budding up already. Um, right. If we get that heavy sort of, it, and it's more below like minus three to minus five is where the. Okay. okay. Um, so we've been pretty safe, like you were saying right. last, and it looks like tonight's going to be our last cool one, and right. then it looks like we're back on track for some. uh oh, right. So, right. so we should be good.
11: It's just a bit of a pain covering them
0: up. But oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, there's sometimes yeah. uh, growing fruit in Alberta. <laughs> it's, yeah. Sure. It's a pain in the butt all the time, right? Yeah. So it's uh, okay. we we finally get it up and going. Then we get a hail, or, yeah. or you yeah, get birds, or you get something. So. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. Very much. Have a good day. All right. Thanks. Bye bye. All right. Where am I at here? I'm going to go up to Bill. Good morning, Bill. Hello, uh, Merle. Uh, I'm the Clover guy.
6: I, I don't know if you remember yep. me talking to you last year, mm-hmm. and you were going to check it out at uh, yeah. whatever show you go to in the states.
0: Yeah, we we did get some some Clover for lawn. We're just unfortunately with this year, we got it in medium sized bags. We weren't able to get any larger bags quite yet. Um, just with everything, the seed companies have gone. Well, as you, everyone hears on the news, with this COVID. Um, it's been uh, a bit hectic on the on the seed front so some of those other things they've put on the back burner kind of co- co- trying to concentrate more on the on the veggies and things like that so I'm hoping oh. in June um, once a lot of the veggie season has calmed down for seeding that right. that they those will come into fruition. And I'll just check with Zoe. I'll send her a text right now and uh, and see where she's at with that, if she's heard anything um, on the clover. And then I can mention it online here, and you, I'll say it on the radio just so you hear. But I know we do have some medium-sized bags that did come in. Okay. Um, so, but I, I wasn't able to get the real big bags, I don't think. But I'll just double-check with Zoe and see where she's at. All right, thank you. All right, thank you Bill. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. All right. And I got time for one more before the before the break. Good morning, Jerry.
12: Hey Mo. my sweet peas are up in there. I've transplanted them, of course. Awesome. A gazillion of them out there. Um more than ever and they're sitting in a inch or two of snow still coming down just leave them now this the chicken wire like i did over and above this year because i put them out and the deer were there right away nibbling um (laughs) now the chicken wire is catching a lot of the snow so it's not completely covered underneath but don't worry don't go under and cover no
0: the snow actually works as a bit of an insulator so it's actually good so sometimes when we get moisture like last night and i and i see the temperature yeah um I have an internal alarm clock at this time of year. I sort of wake up, I check my cameras, just yeah. checking for things. I've seen it was kind of snow and raining, so it actually that makes me feel better.
3: Okay. When it's okay. real
0: cool like this, when you get close to that, at between 4 and 6 o'clock when the sun comes up, yeah, that's when typically we get the coldest part of the night. Yeah. And when you have that little bit of moisture on there, it just knocks the frost off, so it actually works like an insulator for you. So,
12: so they don't have to be totally
0: covered? Nope. No, and and sweet peas are actually pretty tough. I put them in line with... Um, the, the snap yeah, and pansies yeah, yeah. and that yeah. so and they like it cooler like that so you're good to go
12: okay now the other thing was um, if I uh, my fertilizer on those I think did you say 15 30 15
0: that's correct All so 20 20 thing. 20 doesn't work Nope. 20 20 would be great as well that's okay, a good all-purpose okay um, it has a high middle number it's a well-balanced fertilizer that's okay. one of my favorite ones if you're just looking to buy one
12: I got uh, them both because I had the fifteen. 30, 15, but when I came in, your girl said the twenty twenty twenty. So, which one would you suggest?
0: Um, if you if you have both, yeah, um, you can mix mix either one. Like I like using the fifteen thirty fifteen in my baskets if I want to hit a little heavier. Okay. To get more blooms coming out, okay. but in the ground, like the twenty 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 works awesome.
12: And do you use the full like every time you water, or do no, you do a half or that's a quarter? What I do
0: half. Straight sort of thing and depends on how big a pot you have too yeah, right yeah, yeah so but it makes a huge difference on your hanging baskets and okay, that okay. um if you give them a shot every time you water water first and then fertilize so that way it doesn't run right through if it's quite dry oh
12: okay and a twenty 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 for the more all-purpose one for out in the ground yep yeah. Okay. Can I ask you one quick other thing? If I make a raised bed, what would I... If I don't want to put, like, 18 inches of soil in a raised bed or two feet or whatever, what do you suggest putting underneath to lift the soil up? And how deep does the soil have to be?
0: Well, and what are you going to grow...
12: Veggies.
0: Okay, I, I I like to see at least eighteen to twenty four inches.
12: Eighteen to twenty four. So then you might as well just
0: use just soil. Yep. Yeah, okay. And if you want, you could put just regular loam on the bottom part, and then fill the top half with like a all-purpose potting soil or something like that. Depends on okay. they are. Okay. All right. Is
12: there a different? Is there a big difference in price? Um, Between the loam and the potting soil? Well, how big of
0: an area are you doing? Oh, I'm
12: going to do my my planks that I got are about 20 feet long, 4x4s, four old ones, right?
0: Okay.
12: And so it'd it right. would be big. It would be big.
0: You know what, Jerry? I'm going to help you out. I'm going to give you the big yellow bag of the day for the Happy Mother's Day. Oh, Merle, you're so cool. Yellow bag all the way from our friends at Eagle Lake Landscape Supply. Yay. And uh, you'll be able to pick which one you like from those fine folks Kay. down there.
12: Okay. And All they'll right. know which one I need. Yeah, you
0: can help them tell me you're going veggies. They have a great veggie mix. Good. And okay. I'll put you on hold, and my good friend Brian will take your name and number and get you hooked up with your big bag. Thanks,
12: Merle. You're super.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And, again, thank you so much to the good folks down at uh, Eagle Lake Landscape Supply. The... They run the big yellow bag program here in Calgary. And uh, so thank you so much to them. And I better take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
10: You might have a mom, she might be the bomb, but ain't
3: nobody got a like mine. Her love's
0: to the Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Again, happy Mother's Day and thanks to Brian and... Uh, All his great tunes. He uh, always picks the great themes and uh, fills us with that great music on certain days. And today, obviously, is the Mother's Day theme. And so lots of good Mother's tunes coming on. So, and I will spare you the thing of me singing. So I'm going to just go to the phone lines and answer garden questions instead. Let's go to Dennis. Good morning, Dennis. Hi, hey, good Dennis. morning. How are you doing today? Good, good. How are you?
13: Good. So a couple questions. I'm just trying to build a uh, raised garden for my um, for our, our yard here and stuff. Yeah. I built uh, a 24-inch by 12-foot by 11-inch height. Yeah. I got two by 12s. And so a couple questions. We're debating on putting it on the south side of the garage versus the west side of the garage. Um,
0: both would be similar, so either one would give you more than ample sunshine in that uh, in that spot,
13: yeah, our south side gets way more sunlight than the uh, west side does, so yeah. um, is there um my wife's a little bit worried about whether it'll dry out too much well, It on sounds the south
0: like side. you have it fairly deep, it, so it depends what the soil and it was how it was twenty four inches deep. No, uh, 11 inches deep. Yeah, and t- 24 inches wide. Yeah. Okay. So that's still fairly good size. So I would just make sure you start with good potting soil. Like if you just use either something like the Big Yellow Bag or our spruced up all purpose mix in there. And uh, what are you going to try and grow? Like mainly veggies or?
13: Yeah, mainly veggies. And would that. I was debating if need be, I could add another uh, 2x6 underneath to bring a little more
0: height. It doesn't hurt, um, especially if you're going to go in those hot locations, because if anything, you're going to be 24 inches wide. So that's that's even more important. Like the width is actually really good. So um, I think you're going to be pretty good. To be honest, like that that's a good size. And if you just want to put a little drip system in there, or depends how you're going to water. Um, sometimes that makes it nice. You just put one of those soaker hoses in there that just sweats when you turn it on.
13: So, well, okay, a couple other questions. And the, the soaker, or I mean, the watering, We got, I have actually a uh, rain barrel situated right beside it. Okay. Uh, my wife's a little worried that um, any contaminants in the, um, from the roof and whatnot yeah, come from the garage.
0: Yeah, and I've heard that too, comes off the shingles and bird poop and stuff like that. So I tend to agree on that. I'm not sure if I would use it right in for my veggies um, unless it was sitting right out in the sun where the UVs can help but because uh, I've definitely heard of that contamination. It's good for watering your trees and shrubs and other things but some of those when it comes right off the roof and depending if you have lots of birds and things like that. So
13: So just one more question. Uh, yep. The recipe that I, like I've been checking online for some different ideas and uh, there's a gardeners.com that su- suggests uh, 60% topsoil, 30% compost and 10% uh, Soilless growing mix.
0: Uh. and yeah, that's something like a peat or a cocoa moss. That, that's a good mix. I just find sometimes the topsoil is a little heavy here in Calgary, so something like the Big Yellow Bag or our soilless mix, like the Spruce It Up All Purpose, or we have a veggie, organic veggie mix in a bag, it's just you don't have to deal with that heaviness. And sometimes the soil in Calgary, we have heavy clays. So when I put it in containers, I... I I like to use more of a soil, like a little bit more of the soilless mix that they talk about. So I'd probably go with 50%. And uh, yeah, well, instead I'm a of.
13: Horse, so I'll probably end up uh, getting the, uh, the Eagle Lake. Uh, the yeah, so
0: go down and see those, get one of their veggie bags, and uh, you'll be good to go.
13: And then one last thing where would you suggest some good online uh, resource for. Um the Calgary region and stuff that uh, would suggest uh, growing conditions and, and tips for...
0: Um, the Calgary Hort Society has a good one. Um, Calgary what? Calgary Hort Society. There's some good online things. There's a chat room if you join them. They have a chat thing that you can go on all the time. Uh, listening to our show should help as well. Because it, it's fairly straightforward. Like you said, like a lot of the stuff we can grow, we can grow a lot of things here because we have those nice long days. So like... Um, cucumbers, radishes, potatoes, lots of carrots, peas. Like, you can grow lots of stuff. So,
13: and then building up the bottom of the base, like, if I it says that you got to, um, right, like, kind of hold it or, or about four inches or so. But is there, like, any, uh, I, I don't have much topsoil there. I have a, probably a couple of inches.
0: I'd fill the whole thing with whatever mix you get. Yeah.
13: Okay. So just go, with the, yeah. Pretty much the same consistency.
0: All the way or, through. Or, yeah. Okay. Just use the whole mix. Like if you get the bag of that veggie mix. All right. Okay. Thanks a bunch. Thanks, man. Bye bye. Bye. All right. I got to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Duck Gardening. I'm Merle Coos and I've had a couple of people ask what was the name of that flower delivery and uh, with it is flowerbox And and uh, they have a great little mix of, uh, of flowers coming your way with a bag of soil so all good. Let's go to Ken and uh, he wants to talk some cucumbers. Good morning Ken.
14: How are you
0: today? Good good. How can I help you?
15: Uh, I get four cucumber plants, and they're in a very small window,
0: the
3: happy
15: yep. window in my house. They're up about a foot. They're starting to come into to blossom. Yep. It is still too cold to put them
0: outside. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, any cucumbers, squash, um, any of those type of viney, well, you can, and they're like begonias. If you if you pull off one of the leaves and you just squeeze the stem and you see water come out, those are the plants that are very tender and they freeze quite easily. Um, so things like um, a petunia or snapdragon, when you squeeze them, you don't get the moisture out like that. But when you squeeze like a cucumber leaf or a squash or a pumpkin leaf, you get uh, water sort of pours out of it. And uh, they do not take any frost. They're like a begonia. No. So sort of typically June 1st-ish.
15: Yeah, there. Like I said, I, I've had to move them now into bigger pots three times, and uh, I just don't have a very big window to you know to
0: accommodate all these. Yeah, that's uh, that's sometimes uh, some put them outside as much as you can during the day, and uh, and do that. They like going into big window boxes. So even if you put two of them in like a thirty-inch window box or something like that, twenty-four-inch window box. Um, they would do quite well with that. Then you can kind of lay them along the box, and that helps support them. Yeah.
3: I'm and
0: if you use a soilless mix, it's a little, it's not as heavy.
15: Okay. All right? Um, yeah, that's, I uh, guess, both pests they can do.
0: It is. And they're fairly heavy feeders if you're gonna, if you're not planting them in the ground. So, again, like a 15, 30, 15 is great for those.
6: Okay. All right? Sounds like a plan.
0: All right. Good luck. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, and I'm going to go to Raymond. Good morning, Raymond. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? In
11: the past three or four years, I've planted cucumbers in April, just in the little fibrous containers using a compost manure mixture. Yeah, and uh, that's worked great. But this year, they've been in these pots for four four weeks, and I haven't had anything show up
0: yet. Huh? Were they older seeds or different seeds, or they
11: were seeds from last year?
0: Yeah. They could have gotten dried out possibly, and just um, there's nothing in them. sometimes they if they just get too dry, they just lose their uh, germination. there's nothing left in them if they've just gone to be a dead seed. That's a real bummer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have lots of cucumber plants for you if you, if you want to grab a plant. It kind of looks like that's what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. No, actually, we got quite a few. So, actually, I know Zoe's been working hard at uh, getting a good stock on the veggies and things like that. So. All right. Thanks All right.
15: for your time.
0: Thanks, Raymond. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. If you'd like to join me. You can give me a call on, on the phone, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. I got a few spots open. And also we have Joanna Chudy on the other end. She's uh, collecting and responding to all the texts. And uh, all right, now I'm going to go to Chuck. Good morning, Chuck. Morning. How can I help you?
11: Oh, I think <laughs> reef fairy rings. Uh, you guys yeah. ought to live up here at Stuttler. We have a nice, bright, sunny day, no snow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like Stuttler. It's a nice but little yeah. town.
11: Anyway, well, I, we just moved into town. We've been in the country all our lives. But anyway, the neighbor lady was telling me that apparently there are ferry rings in our front lawn that between their place and ours, we're, entertain- we're not entertaining, we're going to put in underground sprinkling. Yep. And I didn't want to go to the cost of putting that in. What do I do with them? We never had them on the
15: farm.
0: Um, it's more of a fungus. So um, what you need to need to do is, if you get your actually your lawn nice and healthy, um, it, it's just poking holes in those fairings that air them out. It's so you might not have it this year when it comes up, and if you see the, any of the mushrooms or anything come up. Just make sure you pick them before you mow over top of them, because yeah. that'll so spread, you don't the,
11: spread them yeah
0: yeah, so that's the biggest mistake where people end up getting the fairy ring okay, or if they had someone mowing their grass um from a lawn service company maybe They're they would
11: contaminated can, more
0: yeah, because they are that's an airborne sport, but the biggest thing is is from this with the lawnmower, so if you if you get it nice and healthy, you'll be good to go
11: Well we found you know in the country that it, you know uh, lots of water. Yeah, and uh,
0: lots of good good quality fertilizer. Absolutely, yep. No, I I don't see a lot of fairy ring anymore. I don't honestly. It's uh, we've had some drier summers, and uh, and good fertilizer, like you're saying, and that definitely helps with uh, getting rid of the fairy ring, Chuck. And this, if you do happen to get like this, get uh, like a pitchfork, poke a bunch of holes in there, and that helps air it out.
8: Hey, I left all that behind. <laughs> <laughs>
11: exactly. What's a shovel, right? <laughs> oh, the other question was, there was fellow was talking about topsoil. Yeah. Okay, the Red Deer area, and I'm sure you're familiar with yep. the quality of topsoil there. Yep. There is absolutely tons of that stuff available for free if people want to go and get it. Yeah. Um, is, is it a good idea, though, to say to move it to the Calgary area or something like that?
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it, there is lots of, uh, lots of loam available, so. Yeah. It doesn't matter where well, it comes from. Where you well, it. not really, no, because it's good to just keep it in your area. Um, depends if it's been used for something. That's the other thing. But typically when they do any new development, they scrape all the loam and yes, they create yep. the loam piles and then they typically, a loam company will move in and they screen it and they have to do a certain portion back for the developer and then yeah. they sell the rest of it off, so.
11: Yeah, well, there's some of those areas, that, well, an acquaintance of mine did a subdivision there at Penhold. Hell, he was giving it away.
0: Yeah, depends how much. If it if it's this raw virgin loam, absolutely. Um, it's yeah. just if they run it through the screener, then they need to charge for it typically yeah. for Makes their sense. time. Yep. yep. Okay, well, then I'll carry on with my practice so I don't have to worry about the underground sprinkler. No, you can go just ahead and put you. that in, and you're good to go. Okay. Awesome. Super, thank you. Take care. You. Good program. Bye-bye. Thanks, Jackie. Appreciate Jack. it. Yep. yep. Bye-bye. bye Bye-bye. All right, where are we at? We're going to go to Marlene. Good morning, Marlene.
16: Good morning, Merrill.
0: How can I help you?
16: I just wanted to know a question. Of Last course. year, um I had carrots that looked like worms had gotten through them, and, of course, I had to throw most of them out, and I don't want that to happen again. So what's the solution to this?
0: Um, one thing to do, too, is in the fall time, turn your soil over really good. Leave it big and airy. So that Uh way it gets down and freezes all those things out. Okay. Um, So, But it's a little too late for that. Now, rotate the crop, so move it over. And some people put a netting over top. Like, we have these row cover. It's called frost or pest control cover. Okay. And it looks like a little mini hoop with a white cloth. Uh Um, I know we just got a bunch of it in, and uh, you put that over top of your row as a carrot, so it still lets the moisture through, but it also keeps out those little... uh, the little larvae that get in there to the carrots.
16: Ah, okay. Uh, And another question, too. I had lovely beets. The tops were excellent, but the bottoms didn't have too much bulb to it.
0: Yeah, again, you want to make sure you have a little bit of fertilizer in there with a high middle number, like the phosphate, phosphorus. And so like 15, 30, 15, feed them with that. Um, That Mm -hmm. definitely helps. And, uh, and what type are you growing right in the ground or in boxes or, uh,
16: no, right in the ground.
0: Yeah. So just, yeah, just add a little bit of nutrients into the soil, like a bit more phosphate, depending on what type of soil you have. So it sounds like you have good tops. So there's lots of nitrogen in there. So just watch if you're using too much compost, you'll get lots of up. and nothing mm-hmm. down. So
16: okay, I've been using your cocoa moss the yeah. last couple of years. So every fall and and turn it
0: over. Yep, that's good. It doesn't have a lot of nutrients, but it does have the organic fiber in there, which is good to hold the moisture. So you can just add a bit of the evolve stuff in there, or even our lawn fertilizer, like the sixteen thirty two six. Just mix oh, that right okay. into the into your veggie garden, oh, and that great. that works like a s- slow release fertilizer for that.
16: Hmm. Oh, excellent. Yes. I've been using that on your lawn for the last couple of years and what a difference.
0: It makes it nice and thick, doesn't it?
16: Does it ever. Awesome.
0: Beautiful. All awesome. right. Well, happy well, Mother's Day, you.
16: And thank you very much. And thank you for the program. Enjoy it very my,
0: much. My pleasure. I enjoy right. doing it as well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And it looks like I got a little bit of time. I'm going to go to Tracy. Good morning, Tracy.
17: Hey, good morning, Merle. How can um, I help you? Uh, questions on two topics. The first one is... Um, I got a little overzealous with all of my plants this year, as so many of us did, and my house is overtaken. <laughs> so um, I just have to get some outside, girls. So I've got a few here, and I want you to... Because, yeah. I mean, really, there's no place to eat.
0: <laughs> and I'll be honest, Tracy, like, this was my fear a bit. Like, I seen every so early... Coming in, buying all these seeds, and and yeah. and you get that little pack of seeds, but then you forget that little pack turns into five trays or this and that, and then all of a sudden it's just oh my, oh my. Uh, so so you you assume that five
17: trays is a problem? <laughs> 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 <No>. <laughs> you know, I have those green beans in here; they're now a foot high, and their their beans are starting to come out. So like, yeah, okay, so beans can
0: go-, go outside. So maybe give me a quick list. I just okay. avoid the um. Like the cucumbers, things like that—that that kind of stuff can't go out. But beans, you'll be fine.
17: Okay, so I can transplant those guys. think yep. they'll be much happier than on the island. Um, my day lilies.
0: Yep, those can go yep. out. Irises. Yep.
17: Violas, for sure. Right. Absolutely. Okay, and my—I got some coral coral foresters. I picked up. They can go today. out. They're teeny. Well, I've been leaving them out all night, right? Yep, they can go out. Okay. We're
0: past. Like those are all tough ones. They can because they're starting to come up, and those those will be fine.
17: Okay, and then the other one I have here is it's now. This is a funny one because last year I bought it in the garden center. Yep. And believe it or not, but I forgot to plant it, and I guess I didn't see it, and it lived in a pot all winter long from <laughs> the garden center. Yep. And it looked dead, but I brought it in, and it survived. So it's a stacky pink cotton candy and it's a two-and-a-half-quart plant. But, you know, it doesn't seem to be doing anything in the house. It's, like, maybe two inches high. Um, so, I mean, it's got to be tough, but um, something's clearly wrong with this plant that it's not growing. Does it need to just get out?
0: Yeah, and it's and, and, and water right thoroughly through the pot. Like, it depends how much you're watering. I, I, it sounds like it might need just, like, that good, thorough water where you go right down to the bottom. Okay. Like, flush it right through because sometimes those things, they if you're just watering a bit on top, a bit on top, they're not going to get enough to really push. Okay. So give and it a rest- good shot, and then even like a ten fifty two ten 10 or fifteen thirty fifteen 30 um, will definitely help.
17: Okay, and I don't have, I don't even remember where this are supposed to be planted. Where does this one go? Is this sun, part sun?
0: Yeah, part sun, it's not a shade plant, so it can definitely go in full to part sun
17: to son, sun. Okay. All right. So there is some things we can... Now, I don't need... I've been going out at night for... The, like, I have put some irises and some stuff out. Yep. And I'm covering them at night. Do you, I still no, need to be doing
0: that? Uh, all those are pretty tough. I wouldn't worry about it at all. Like, if unless we... If it goes to minus five or something, okay. but it really looks like we're past that. Um I got a lot of, of my own plants outside. <laughs> like, I've bought two truckloads of, of nursery stock outside. And uh, so I got a fairly good investment, and I feel pretty safe about it. But what I am doing is I have my sprinklers go off. Like I was saying earlier, every hour I got them going for 10, 15 minutes, just enough to just throw a little bit of water on the leaves, and that keeps the frost off, and that gets me able to sleep at night a little bit. So,
17: You know what? I think think my daughter's going to feel better. She said to me the other day, we were sitting at the very squishy corner of the island, and she said, when
0: when does this become a problem? Like, how do you know when you need to get counseling? <laughs> it sounds like, <laughs> so like it sounds like never, a good Instagram never. post. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, way, thanks, Merle.
3: All, all right,
0: right. happy Mother's Day to you. Bye bye. Okay. All right, I got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. One thing that. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calories trusted garden center. Open daily from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. with physical distancing in place. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. Um, Brian was mentioned that some of these mother songs they do kind of hit you in the heart. they eh? kind of hit you. You kind of tears you up a bit. You kind of hear them and right away, yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's very nice. Very nice. Let's go to Dana. Good morning, Dana.
10: Good morning. How are you?
0: Good, good. Happy Mother's Day to you.
10: Oh, thank you.
0: (laughs) How can I help you?
10: Well, I have a bit of a situation in our backyard with our soil. Okay. Um, So where the property line is, there's a fence. Mm -hmm. The neighbors on the other side have some dogs. So through the entire winter, um, they did not clean up the dog's poop. Unfortunately... Yes, I have many thoughts about that, actually, but probably not good for the radio. Yeah. So with um, the way the fence is, so it's the snow and just the way it drifted from the north, it all drifted against the fence line. Yeah. And that's where the dogs were going. So then when the melt happened, it was just a bit of a soupy mess that went through onto our property right where my uh, flower beds are and usually where I plant vegetables. Yeah. I'm concerned
0: that the soil is contaminated, and I'm not sure. Do I just dig down and remove certain um, amount of centimeters, or you know, I like think for the I... most part, um, if with dogs eating dog food and it's really organic matter. To be honest, like I, I don't think I'd be too too concerned. I would just besides the 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 thought in your head. Um, and I understand <laughs> it's gross. <Yeah. laughs> so let's just be honest. Um I, I think I would just turn it over and maybe um if there's a way you could dig down and put a barrier between the fence
3: mm-hmm.
0: a, and for for next year. Um, because obviously some people that don't pick up their poop probably never will, because they just think once it snows, this is perfect. Now I don't have to go pick it up. So yeah, yeah. Um, which I really don't understand, because then your dog walks through it and it goes through your house. It's uh, just that whole thing. Well, exactly. And one of the
10: things was because when you kind of go on Google and you do a little research about it, it's actually worse than you can ever imagine. Like there's so much yeah. bacteria in it, and it's not great. and yeah, It can make I've, you quite sick.
0: Yeah, for food, if you're not growing food in it, but you're saying if it's your flower beds, like I said, I would just maybe add some loam, um, add a bit of lime, neutralize it, turn it over, um, do that without digging it all, because you're going to end up with the same issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even want to imagine how bad. Or it depends how bad it was. <laughs> like, <laughs> like on the on the bad scale, it was like uh, a full bad. <laughs> a full bad. <laughs> um, so, so well, I, I think. On, anyway, so. Yeah. So on that, maybe I yeah, maybe dig out the top six eight inches, remove it, throw it over the fence. I didn't say that out loud, but.
3: <laughs> you oh you.
0: You see me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying how I would deal with it. But anyways, I'm just uh, th- that, uh, and it might be worth a chat. Like if there's if they're anywhere half, um, reasonable, just maybe gather. Um, Maybe grab a six-pack of Budweiser and say, hey, can we just have a chat? Here's a bud.
10: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my friend, I've tried that. I've talked to them. I've even given them a free pizza coupon.
0: Yeah, like... So
10: I'm going to do it again, have a little chat, but then I think bylaws
0: yeah, need to uh, Yeah, sometimes you might have to go at that, and that's really unfortunate. And it's so bad for their own health and their dogs and yes. stuff. So anyways, mm-hmm. that's... Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. well, yeah, if it's that bad, yeah, maybe dig it out. I'd put a barrier, dig down, put a barrier in between the two yards and even up along the fence and dig down 8, 12 inches, bury a pressure-treated 2 by 12, and, uh, and that should definitely help.
3: Perfect. Okay, right. well, Thanks. Thanks
0: so much. All right, good luck.
3: Okay. All
0: right, bye. Bye-bye. Oh, that's nasty. All right, we're going to take a break. For the news, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Up Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone line, and we're going to talk to V. Good morning, V. Vi. V. Good morning. Hi. Is it Vi or V? Yes, it
5: is. Hi, Vi. Hi there.
0: How can I help you?
5: Uh, we are having a problem with dew worms
3: this year.
0: Oh, oh, already.
5: Already, they're uh, sort of like I thought they were ant hills, beginning, and uh, they're just these little mounds. Yep, so and uh, they're
0: all over the place. Usually, that's caused from just not enough water on your grass. Um, so, what I'd recommend is using our greened up lawn fertilizer, and then just do slower, deep watering, like twice a week. Water twice. Like, do you have an irrigation system, or do you have a do you use a sprinkler?
16: Uh, we have an irrigation
0: system. Okay. So what I would do is I'd set it like for 5 in the morning, then again at 7 for about a half hour, um, twice a week on in the lawn. You just got to push the moisture down deeper and because uh, what has happened is the, they're, they're just coming up top where the moisture is, so you just got to push it down. And sometimes I see that with irrigation systems. We put it on for like 10 minutes a day, um, so it's not enough. We're just watering the top. So I would just do a little bit longer, slower watering in those oh, areas.
3: Oh, come to
5: think of it, that problem sort of started arising at that time when we got the irrigation system.
0: Yeah. I see it a lot. Some of the people just set it on sort of that 10 minutes and we forget. It just, you get that slow, deep watering. It's okay. so much more beneficial for all our trees and shrubs, our annual, like our, and especially your lawn as well. Okay, so that's about a half an hour. Yep, twice a, and twice a day, um, just for the for uh, like do it for three or four weeks, just to get the moisture level down, and then that'll push them down. And then once you get it on a regular cycle, um, if you're doing it twice a week, that's lots.
5: Okay. All right. Thank you very much. You're Appreciate very
0: welcome. Bye bye. Bye. I didn't want to recommend the battery and the cables. So that never uh, that never turns out so well. So, anyways. We don't want to do that. Let's go to Allison. She has some ants. Good morning, Allison.
9: Good morning. How are you?
0: Good, good. Happy Mother's Day.
9: Oh, thank you. How can I help you? Okay, so I have a problem in my front yard. I have a huge anthill. Okay. It's underneath a... um, My dad has a row of pine trees there.
0: Yeah, they love that spot because it's uh, just dry and crusty and they can get in there and do whatever they want without many things bugging them.
9: Yeah, and they've turned it all sandy.
0: Yeah, yeah, they get in there and they churn it up and create all their little tunnels going down deep.
9: Yeah, and it's really not much of a problem except for it's wrecking the grass and then when I try to cut the grass around there, they're biting me. (laughs) Uh, So I'm just wondering, is there anything I can... Uh,
0: do to destroy them or get them to move out? Um, yeah, you can try and make it a little bit more uncomfortable. You could try like this: um, put a hose in there a couple times a week, um, just uh-huh. make it really wet, and they would possibly move out. Depends how big of a hill it is. Um, there is a product like the ant; it's called Ant Out. It comes in a spray or a dust, and okay. you just spray that in, or you just you just cover the hill with the with the uh-huh. ant dust. And it gets uh-huh. in there, and but it's 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 also changing the environment. Once you do get rid of them a bit, is raking it out and just water a bit more underneath the spruce trees and stuff, uh-huh. just to make it because they don't like that kind of area. Like they they love it right now because it's sheltered, it's dry, so this, it's ideal for them. So
9: okay, and if I use that ant out, yeah. is that poison?
0: It's diatomaceous earth for the most part.
9: Oh, okay. Yeah, and. Then is that okay if it can go through a rain or is Yeah, that it's totally fine.
0: Wanna... Yeah, no, it's okay. it's fine.
9: And then I can also plant... So I I got a gift from a friend. It's a lovage plant. Uh, it's beautiful. And it, would I be able to plant that near there? I thought maybe the stink of the lovage, or I mean the good aroma
0: <laughs> of the lovage yeah. Actually, <laughs> would
9: maybe kick them out.
0: It, the only problem is planting underneath a spruce tree, I would make sure you ensure that, again, the water's underneath there. So many people ask, what will grow underneath a spruce tree? There's a few things that will grow underneath there. The biggest problem is that they work like a big umbrella, right? They uh-huh. shed all the water away and they take all the nutrients out of there. So if you do want to grow anything Anything underneath the spruce you need to give it a little bit more loving care it needs uh, a little extra water underneath there a little bit more fertilizer because spruce spruce trees are like the pigs of the neighborhood they just take (laughs) everything so
9: yeah so i'm actually talking about the drip line it's actually right at the drip line of the tree
0: yeah i'd even go a little bit yeah that should be fine but just like i said ensure you amend amend the soil where you're going to plant anything and just ensure it gets a little extra water
9: Okay. Um, do you have time for another quick question?
0: Yeah, I do. Go ahead, one okay. more quick one.
9: So um, I, was listen- I listen to your garden show all the time, and I love it, by the way. And thank thank you.
0: you. No, my pleasure.
9: <laughs> um, the, I listened a couple of weeks ago, and you're saying that the grass fertilizer is good to add into a bed to bring up the soil where it should be, because I have, um, I planted some red nasturtiums the other year, and they turned out yellow. The flowers were yellow, not red.
0: Yeah, and that's oh. typically just lacking nutrients or uh-huh. really too wet. Is it just so, on the old leaves or all of the leaves? Uh, no, it was actually the flower. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. But there is yellow nasturtium, like there's yellow, orange, Yeah, but
9: I actually planted from a bag of red.
0: Okay. And sometimes they will revert back. To certain oh. things. So that's just a matter of uh, what happens is that they, they just revert. Oh, like yeah. old seeds maybe? Well, no. And also too, because um, um, a lot of the different colors of our flowers have been hybrid. Mm-hmm. So sometimes then when you see them going, the third or fourth flower, will revert back to the original. It's, it's just the way they go, right? And that's... Okay. I see that with that the, the, the new night sky petunia. It will after th- after later on in the season a lot of times it reverts back to the old Astro like the the purple and white stripes, mm-hmm. so that's where they've taken it and they they played with the hybriding of it and then they revert back as they get older. So oh,
9: okay, yeah. So it, my question is, yep. uh, with the fertilizer, if I was to use lawn fertilizer, can I use lawn fertilizer to amend my soil?
0: Yep. Uh, In a vegetable garden. Yeah, you can mix it in, but you need to add organic matter. So that's where you add the sea soil or the soilless mix. Like Uh uh, we have the um, organic plant soil um, for veggies or spruce it up, all-purpose soil. You can mix that in there. That's a great amendment as well.
9: Okay, and then plus add the
0: fertilizer. Yeah, and then that gives it a steady feeding throughout the season. At what kind of rate would I add that? I would just... um, just lightly sprinkle it over, then rake it in. Okay. Like just follow the same square footage as it says on the bag. that like, it, it covers okay. a fair bit.
9: And what numbers would you recommend? For I would that? use
0: ours, the Greened Up Lawn Fertilizer, the sixteen thirty two six.
9: Okay. All Thank right. Thank you so much, Maro. You're
0: very welcome. Take care. Okay. Bye bye. You
9: too. Bye.
0: All right, I got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy CHQR. back to Let's Start Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm going to go right to the phone lines. We're going to chat with Wendell. Good morning, Wendell.
4: Hey, how are you, Merle?
0: Good, good. How can I help you?
4: Um, I've got two quick questions for you. I have a uh, I believe it's called a St. Andrew's Plum in my backyard. Okay. Um, two or three years ago, I was getting like 20 pounds of, of fruit off of it, 20, 25. And the last couple of years, I've gotten nothing. Okay. And I'm wondering if it's, if it's a bees or what would it be?
0: Um, it's, it's our, with the plums, if sometimes our early frost in the fall, set them back. So those are trees that really need to get watered well going into fall. Okay. Um, so we've had quite dry falls until like the, uh, like November, December, then we get the snowfall. So a lot of times our, our trees and shrubs are going to bed quite dry. So uh, especially on the fruit, like those hard, hard woods, like the plum, the apricots, and apples, um, they need that little bit more watering. Once they go dormant, then once you hit October, really good watering definitely helps them out. And I would give it a shot of Rage Plus right now. Okay. Okay that will definitely help it pushes the tissue gets it going back again and it, and it should help it out give it a good deep watering like if you get a soaker hose put it around the drip line and uh give that a try
4: cuz the fruit on it is great and i love it but it just
0: I'm just one well, i'm just trying to uh find the St Andrews plum i think and... it's
4: called a saint there's a Mount Royal Plum. Maybe yeah, Mount Royal like Plum. That. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah I was going to say, because sometimes they get named. It uh, depends what part of town you live in, too. Yeah. So, but the Mount Royal Plum, yeah, it's a great one. We still bring it in today. So. Yeah.
4: And just one more quick question. I've got a shrub in the back. Um, it, it's got a bright, bright orange stem. And uh, it, first of all, I don't know what it is. And two, it seems to sucker all the time
0: yeah it sounds like it could be a dogwood like a like a, a fire dogwood or some one of those ones okay um green leaves yes yeah then that it sounds like it's a dogwood yeah and is very fire can I, what can i do about that um Typically, that's how they grow. They keep coming up from the bottom, and then they just get wider and wider. Is it suckering out further, like past it, or just right at the stem and just sort of growing wider?
4: Uh, it's growing wider. It's, it's Yeah. Yeah. So that's quite be normal. It used to be about a foot. Now, it's about 18 inches to two feet wide.
0: Well, you're lucky, because I find that dogwoods have been bred, um, I, I found they have bred the hardiness out of them quite a bit it's one of our higher rate um winter kill trees and our shrubs oh, um yeah. for whatever reason they've just messed with them too much so if you're getting heavy growth like that consider yourself pretty lucky
4: <laughs> okay, well. okay thank you sir all right take care wendell
0: happy mother's day yeah absolutely take care bud hey, bye-bye bye. all right and we got time for one more quick one we'll go to john good morning john
15: well, good morning. fine day
0: out there. How that's you doing,
15: me. sir? <laughs> Send I, me watering.
0: Yeah, I got your uh, pictures of your beds. They're going crazy. It looks awesome.
15: Oh, she did? eh? well, that's great.
0: Yeah, I know. They came through on the text line there. i seen them in oh, the email. Oh, you did? Yeah, it looks awesome.
15: Yeah. I got four in place now, and uh, I learn each time I make one, I learn something easier. And when something comes out square... You know you're doing something right.
0: Absolutely. They look good.
15: Yes. Uh, my question is, can I grow cucumbers and zucchini on a fence?
0: Absolutely. They like that. Oh, they C- do? Yeah, because uh, you can get them to crawl up? Yes. Yeah, no, they prefer that if you can get it. Just make sure you have a good sturdy netting um, and when you get them to crawl up, because then the, the fruit doesn't sit in the soil, so it's actually better.
15: That's my concern. Okay. And... Do you have the uh, bedding plans for them, or is yes, they, we do. Uh,
0: yes, we have lots we of uh, lots of zucchinis, cucumbers, all the veggies for the most part. Oh, and today's okay. probably a good day to get out because we have less people there on the cooler days. So, was that right? Yeah, oh. absolutely.
15: Because I got your spuds the other day from one of your staff. I just about forgot it and got up to the till and I said, "Oh, I forgot one thing," <laughs> and she went and got them for me and gave me a choice. Awesome. Ready to plant them today.
0: Perfect. Good job, John. Okay, well,
15: that's great for the cucumbers and zucchini.
0: Awesome. All right. Take care, my friend. Thank you, bud. Bye-bye. All right. And I took a break at 48. I think so. All right. I still got a minute or two here. I'll take one more. We'll go to Ken. He has some neem oil. Good morning, Ken. Good
8: morning, Merle.
0: How can I help you?
8: Um, I was able to buy some neem oil. Yep. And, um it's 100% organic cold pressed neem oil. Yep. Uh no instructions on how to use it.
0: Um and that's the hard part if if it's if it's stuff for a health food or if it's for like there's uh there's there's different um ver- I guess uh, varieties of neem oil but the way it's been processed mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um so I'm not sure to how to give you the right instructions. How big of a bottle did you get?
8: Yeah, I got a 1 gallon.
0: Oh, so fairly big bottle.
8: Yeah, 124 fluid ounces. Okay. And uh, I was able to order it um through a company in the in the states.
0: And, and they okay. And what were they selling it for there? Is it sold as a horticultural product or
8: uh, I'm not quite sure. I I know on the label on the um, outside for where it was shipped, it just showed one hundred percent. Yeah, I oil. would.
0: Yeah, again, try one ounce per liter. Like maybe try like ten milliliters, like or one shot glass per two liters or something. Try that first. Would okay. You, yeah. To be honest, I it's really hard to because uh, like I said, it comes in different formulations, so. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can contact who you ordered it from, they might be able to help you.
6: Yeah, okay,
8: then that'll be fine. All
0: right, thanks, Ken.
8: Okay, I was surprised how easy it was to order and have it shipped to me. Yeah,
0: if it's not labeled as something like a plant thing, it's easier to get across. So it's just when they try to, if it's labeled as something, then that's when it gets flagged. Okay. All right, thanks, Ken. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, I need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Mother. Welcome she back to Let's Talk Gardening. And I uh, haven't heard from Pat for a while. Uh, just a shout-out to Pat. To Joanna has your red three red feather plants coming along. Rubrum. And then she throws these 18-syllable words at me if I can't read. So anyways, he gave me seed last year, but they're up and doing well. So. Anyways, uh, Pat, if you're out there, I haven't heard from you for a while. I know at one, you weren't able to get through in the text, so I'm not too sure what was going on there, but uh, I don't think uh, anybody's been blocked, especially you. So uh, anyways, I'm going to go to Judy. Good morning, Judy.
14: Good morning, Merle.
0: How are you? Happy Mother's Day. Thank
14: you very much. How um, can I help you? I have two quick questions. One is I got a Stelladora lily last year, and it died, and... What happened? It's planted on the south side of the house. Yeah. And at first, it seemed to be fine, and then the leaves started to just turn gray. And I have no idea. If the soil was good, and it lots the sun and water.
0: Yeah. The main uh, is it just gray on the bottom leaves or the whole thing?
14: The whole thing eventually went.
0: Yeah. That kind of sounds like it got maybe dried out. So if it's in a real hot spot especially the first year they do need a little extra water that's my one thought could have happened oh maybe got dried out is it it might even come back if you water it really well this spring here sometimes they're pretty resilient the root might have just went dormant cuz they just the natural Um, preservation kicks in and and, uh, sometimes they'll just shut down and then the root is still alive so maybe give it a really good shot right now of water where you had it planted and see if it comes up, it might even pop up for you.
14: Too bad I didn't talk to you sooner because a couple of days ago I looked at it and I dug it up and it didn't look like any green, anything, so I
0: threw it out. Okay. So. Yeah, it's still a bit early for a lot of that stuff. I haven't seen a lot of that stuff popping up yet. Like, a lot of, oh. Depends if it's in a... But it's not yet in a pretty warm spot, so maybe it would But I see it's really in the last couple, two or three days is when stuff has really been pushing, so...
14: Okay. Would would it be better to put a lot of the cocoa moss? Yeah, where that I plant definitely
0: it? or the hemp scents is a yeah. good one too. That holds a lot of moisture. Like if you have a if anybody's listen has a really dry, desiccated spot, yeah. the hemp product it's called hemp scents, mix yeah. that in with your soil. It holds a lot of water. It works really well.
14: Okay. I have the cocoa moss from that you works and good. I, I liked it. Um, then my other quick question is I have quite a bit of um 10 52 10 fertilizers that yep. I'm not using. And I'm wondering, could I use that on my raspberry? Absolutely.
0: Plant? It has the high middle number. It's yeah. great even for your flowers. Absolutely. No, it's a good one.
14: Okay, so not just when I'm transplanting. I, absolutely I not. wouldn't have, would I have to do it half strength? Yeah, you can just
0: do it half strength, but it's a great one. It has that high middle number yeah. as well. So yeah. it's great for a lot of your flowering plants.
14: I'll use it. Thank yep.
0: you. All right. Thanks, Thanks. Judy. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. All right, let's go to Genevieve. Good morning, Genevieve.
1: Good morning, Meryl. How are you?
0: Good, good. Happy I Mother's have, Day. I uh,
1: have tomato plants in the window. Yep. And they're about five, six inches tall. They're getting to look kind of weak. Yep. And they're in like a five-inch pot.
0: Yep, so it's time to... How tall are they again? Sorry.
1: They're about five, six inches Kay. tall, and the bottom leaves are beginning to... Yes. Uh,
0: So, time to transplant them. Ah. So, into
1: a bigger pot? Yes, and nice and deep.
0: And only leave them about two inches up on the pot. Like, so if you put them into like a six or eight inch pot, only bury the whole thing, like, pull all the foliage off except for the last two inches. Yes. And then bury them nice and deep like that. Into oh, some good wow. soil, and then I
1: have to transplant them into the garden later. Yeah,
0: but you'll that'll <laughs> develop a nice, big, thick root system, so when you put them outside, they won't be flopping all over the place.
1: Okay. All right. Put two in one pot, or is that too many? No,
0: I would just do one in a pot. One at a
1: time.
0: Yeah, because then that way, when you go to transplant them, they're just going to have that good, stable base, and they'll root out real nice. So I'd... it's perfect timing. Three weeks from now, when they go outside oh. the first of June, um, you'll be set.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I have enough soil to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Well, you might have yeah. to come visit me if you can.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll try my best.
0: All right. Thanks, okay, Genevieve. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Unfortunately, Lila, I'm going to have to take your call off air and because uh, that's it for me. I'm out of time. Thanks for listening, and uh, stay safe, everybody, and do the physical distancing, all the stuff you hear all the time. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.